Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. They don't hide their feelings, which might hurt yours. Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. put their team in the Super Bowl. Werner going deep. Touchdown, touchdown. Ricky Pro in the corner. They sold out with the blitz. That, of course, from the 1999 St. Louis Rams and uh, the narrators of that playoff run were Pat Summerall and John Madden, who passed away at the age of 85. And... Dick Vermeil, the head coach of that team, St. Louis's head coach, and John Madden were great friends. And coach, kind enough to join us now under difficult circumstances on 101 ESPN. And uh, DV, first of all, uh, thanks so much for taking some time because I know that this is a, a very difficult time for you because you've known Coach Madden for such a long time. You're right there. I, guess, yeah, I think I first sat down and visited football with John Madden. I think we were both in junior college coaching at the time. In the early 60s, uh, we were at a football clinic in Fresno, California. He was sitting across from this table covered with white paper covering, and other coaches were. And he and I sat there for hours and competed. Who knew the most about how to do what? <laughs> he won, obviously. But anyway, yeah, yeah well, a, great, a great man and, and a good friend. And I, I had some very unique opportunities with John to share that were uh, our life long memories and you two you had such parallel lives coming from northern california both of your dads were mechanics both of you obviously fell in love with football i'm sure that as you traversed your careers there there was a lot that was in common including him going to a podium and saying hey i don't want to do this i have to do this in leaving coaching and you doing the same thing about four years later well i tell you uh, nobody did whatever he did better than John Madden. You know, what he chose to do, he, he did better than anybody else had done it. You know, in football, hell, he won 75% of his game. He took over a team that had been winning for years, that had won championships, and kept them winning. That's sometimes harder to do than take over a losing team and turn them into winners. And, you know, so he was always under the gun to be as good as they used to be. And that created a lot of extra pressure. Cool. Then he goes into television work, you know, I had the unique opportunity when I broke into CBS to spend two weeks with John and travel on the bus. And I would do a broadcast in the next booth over that wasn't live as he was doing his live. 
they were teaching me how to do it. And John was my coach. And I can remember getting on the bus in uh, Houston, Texas, and driving to Green Bay overnight and all that kind of stuff to do the next weekend's game and spending that week with John. So he, he broke me into broadcasting as well. And we've been friends for a long time. Coach, what was the experience like on the Madden bus? We've heard so many stories about it, but take us through what that was like. Well, I'll tell you, they played cards. <laughs> and I'm not a card player. They played cards most of the night. I went to sleep, woke up, they were still playing cards. <laughs> we would stop and we would stop and get something to eat. And I just mentioned this to my wife, Carol. John would get out of the bus. He never totally put his shoe, uh, his feet in his, his uh, tennis shoes. He would just slip them in just enough to cover the sole and walk on the back of the shoe and shuffle into wherever we were going to get it. Uh, you know, a, a stop and eat, you know, a burger or, uh, you know, a, a McDonald type meal and back on the bus and start playing cards again. I love that. Well, as you mentioned, Coach, anything that John Madden did, he did it exceptionally well, whether it was coaching or broadcasting. A lot of people know him because of his name on the video game. But there's an entire generation of fans out there that know him strictly for that, for the video game, and don't know what he was like as a coach. So for maybe some of our younger listeners out there who aren't familiar with John Madden, the coach, can you describe what he was like as a coach and what he was able to teach you about coaching? Well, you know, he was very physical. His teams were always very physical and had a, a a big football team. They were always slightly bigger than you, more powerful. They uh, really made the 18-yard comeback pass popular in the National Football League. I mean, they could throw those in the dark when it lights out, when it lights out in the stadium and complete them. It was amazing. And uh, I think he, he set that kind of principle. I remember uh, when I took the Eagle job, the first owner's meeting I went to was in San Diego, like in March, after I accepted the Eagle job. And we spent the three days together, uh, him explaining to me all the things he learned in his first couple of years of taking over a team and uh, personnel, coaching, a training camp organization. And he did the same thing for me in broadcasting. He showed me how to organize, prepare, and all. And he was a detailed guy, like I said earlier. Uh, I think John Madden is without equal in whatever he did. Dick Vermeil is with us on 101 ESPN. And, Coach, we I've heard so many stories from you and from the, the late, great Jim Hannafin about what it was like in California with all of you young guys that were coaches yourself, Coach Madden, Jim Hannafin. Don Coriel was a little bit older. Bill Walsh was there. Did you kind of have an idea that this was a, a, a cauldron of great coaching coming along? As you were living it, did you say, that guy's great, that guy's great, that guy's great? Did you have that feeling? Well, you know, I really didn't. I knew Bill Walsh was something special, but I wasn't in a meeting room every day uh, with John Madden, though I, when I was around him. You know, he couldn't help teaching you. Not to, uh, He couldn't help himself showing you what he believed in and not trying to tell you what you were doing wasn't as good as what he was doing, but he loved to show you the different thoughts. And he could, he'd draw it on a napkin or a handkerchief or <laughs> whatever postage stamp he would draw something that he just thought about and he thought you ought to know about it he he always he was always a a teacher i have so much admiration for the level of trust that you had in him as an analyst i know you brought him into meetings you let him sit in your meetings during that playoff run in 99 and like he said in the highlight 
Dick Vermeil told us that was going to be the first play of the game. Can you just talk about that part of the relationship, the level of trust you had in him, that he wasn't going to go to somebody else and say, hey, this is what the Rams are up to? Yeah, well, you know, we had a good relationship. And if I had a question when I just started out in coaching, I could call John Madden and he would give me how he handled the problem and I'd go back to work. But in that ball game, I remember distinctively, I asked him, he was in there on a Saturday morning. I said, would you like to sit in on what I think is one of the finest coaches that ever coached a games meeting? Frank Gans, coaching our special teams. Would you like to sit in on the meeting? And uh, he said, I'd love to. So he and I sat in the meeting for 45 minutes. He got up. We walked out of the meeting room. He says, Dick, that was the finest meeting I have ever sat in in my life. Finest. He said, if you win this game and the championship game comes back here, can I video that? I said, no way. (laughs) No way. I wouldn't allow it, nor would Frank Gans allow it. But that's how good Frank Gans was, and that's how impressed uh, John Madden was. Coach, John Madden's fingerprints are all over football, not only what he did on the field and in the booth, but he really transcended the sport itself. He became such a figure and a representative of the NFL in so many different arenas in pop culture and movies and video games. When you think about it, is there anyone that you can think of that had more of an impact on the game of football than John Madden? Well, in terms of name, just namesake, just maybe Vince Lombardi. You know, uh, you, when you mention a football name, you automatically think of Vince Lombardi, okay? And then you automatically think of John Madden. And, and John Madden, uh, the evaluation process is spread over, like you said, three careers, football, broadcasting, and video games, you know. And, Coach, he took a long time to make it to the Hall of Fame. He retired in 1978 and made it to the Hall of Fame in 2006. We're hoping that that you get in, and we think that you're going to get in in January. Seems to me that John Madden, with that winning percentage that you alluded to, we're, we're thrilled that he's in, but it should have been a little bit more obvious a little bit earlier to me. Well, there's a lot of competition. And you remember, the process before, a coach was evaluated along with players. Okay. And uh, so the, the seven or eight guys got in were normally players. There were a number of years that no coaches were selected for the Hall of Fame. And the reorganization of the decision-making and how they put a coach or a contributor in, they put him into three categories. A coach goes in normally once a year now, a contributor goes in, and uh, players go in, but the players aren't uh, uh, utilizing all the positions that go in. Now, almost automatically, a coach and a contributor will go in if deserving. And uh, we we want you to go in in January. Hey, one more thing. Uh, From a coaching perspective, I I was telling Michelle during the break that uh, when the Rams first came to town, they were 5-1. and one. The, the 49ers come to town and Summerall and Madden are doing the game. And Tony Wiley, uh, the, the former Rams PR guy, comes up, puts his hands on my shoulders and says, you know it's a big game when Coach Madden is in town. When you had reached a really strong level, whether it was here in St. Louis or whether it was in Kansas City, was that kind of telling when Madden came to town and did one of your games? <laughs> no question. No question. And, you know, and where the game was located, the bigger markets where more people are going to be watching. You know, John had an uncanny ability to see the unusual in the usual. You know, for example, he could look down 
at a bench with players sitting on it, and everybody else in the stadium could look at it, and he would find something there entertaining to talk about. Right. It was so unique. And I think I used to try to do what John did when I was in broadcasting because I knew what he was doing, but I could never find anything very seldom. <laughs> but he he could find a guy picking his nose or, or do something, you know, and, and, and make a whole commentary about it. Only John could do that. Absolutely. Coach, it is so great to hear your voice, and we appreciate you. We, we know that uh, you and Coach were so tight, and uh, I, I knew that I know that this is an emotional time for you. So we appreciate you taking some time today. We love you, and hopefully All we'll right. get good news, and we'll be talking to you in January. All right. Happy New Year. Thanks, Thanks Coach. See you later. That is Dick Vermeil, the uh, your St. Louis Rams championship head coach. John Madden, what a legacy. No doubt. And when you think about what you said, that he was the best coach, best winning percentage still of anybody mm-hmm. with more than 100 wins. He won 16 Emmys. He was the best analyst, not just football analyst. He was the best sports analyst on TV ever. And then to have the best-selling video game of all time, who else does that? Nobody. No. He, he's a singular figure. Right. In, in sports and broadcasting and video games. And I loved what Coach Vermeil said at the end there about how he could find something in the crowd or whatever and yeah. make it entertaining. I was watching a lot of clips last night, and I'm sure you saw this one. It made the rounds. But about how he, he did an entire breakdown on the Gatorade. Yeah, the mother and father the Gatorade. The mother and father <laughs> Gatorade. And he made it so entertaining. And he car- a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is sometimes to carry things when you need to fill time right. in a broadcast. It's hard to talk about something when you have no script and it's uh, you're unprepared and make it informative and entertaining. He was able to carry that for a minute to three minutes. Yeah. It was un and it was entertaining and it was funny and he he let the broadcast breathe. He was just very talented. Troy Aikman talked about how in a twelve year career he said John Madden narrated my career. He was the soundtrack for me and Emmett and Michael Irvin which is pretty cool to have a three Super Bowl champion quarterback who essentially had his career narrated by one guy. It's impressive. Yeah, it will will be missed. John Madden will, one of the greatest of all time. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Coming up next, we've got Take It or Leave It on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.